Welcome to the Informed Pregnancy and Parenting Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Elliot Berlin, and you have turned into a before and after series where we are back with doula turned lawyer, Shannon. Last time we talked to Shannon, she was like 34 weeks pregnant, planning for a home birth, and still figuring out some of the final details. And now, like TV <laughs> magic, she has given birth. The bun is out of the oven, and she has come back to share her story. Welcome back. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be back. It's so good to see you again. I know. It's good to see you. You look wildly different. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know if it's a secret, but the last time I saw you was just after my birth. I did see you right after your birth. When we were talking about your birth planning, you sort of mentioned, I was like, who's coming to your birth? And you said, don't do that. And then you said, maybe you, but I'm still (laughs) thinking about it. Uh, And then we'll see how that turned out. So what happened at the end of your pregnancy? Because you you had, uh, you were like, you had a few weeks left. Yeah. I think, I'm trying to remember exactly when I was here. Yeah, it might have been, it was towards the end. It might have been even 36 weeks. And I, not, a couple weeks after that, I wrapped up work um, and I was, a little anxious about having baby early for some reasons that were based in reality and some based reasons that were just, you know, whatever anxiety that you have around. Where are the reality parts? The reality was l- very limited because everyone's <laughs> bodies are different, except for I was having a lot of my baby was really low for a while, um, which can be totally, you know, typical, normal, not strange. But my baby had been low for a long time. I was having a lot of pressure and pretty regular um, contractions. And I requested uh, that my midwife check me when I was about 36 or 37 weeks. And I was a little further along than one would expect of a first-time mom. So pretty much the reality of that is it meant that, huh, like baby might come soon, anytime, or it could happen exactly like it did where it <laughs> basically came a couple days after due date. So, after due date. Yeah. So it sort of was one of those things where um, – Things actually, yeah, things didn't make much progress. When I got checked like 36 weeks, I basically requested to get checked, I think, at every appointment afterwards. And literally nothing happened. Like every week I would be checked and it would be like the exact same. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting because usually people who do home birth don't want to get checked very often. I wanted to. And people who are doulas don't want to get checked very often. That's true. But you are a doula who did a home birth and you wanted to get checked every week. I did. I um, I think that like even when I was in my birth, and I don't want to jump ahead too far, but when I was in, in labor, you know, I, I got examined a couple times and they, you know, my midwife, Michelle, asked me, do you want to know where you are? And I totally did. And I knew that it wouldn't psych me out. Uh-huh. I knew that it was just sort of like information. You like information. I like, inf- I like information. And so, right. I mean... Yeah, I guess we'll we'll probably get there. But. You're a massive researcher too. Yeah. I, like, I remember you saying like you like to know stuff. Oh yeah, and, and you're okay with totally navigating right. through it. But the more you know, the more comfortable you feel. I would say I'm like a Zen info junkie. Hmm. Like it, it's... I don't know if that's taken on Instagram yet. <laughs> Zen info Update junkie. my handle. Yeah. Um. Yes. The last time I saw you, I was like, I think I was maybe 36 weeks. I can't remember, and sort of wrapped up work a couple weeks after that. And so luckily, I was nervous that I would give birth early and that I would, my fear became that I was going to be in my office. Give and birth in your office Like, with, like with go clients. into labor in my office, like not really acknowledge that I was like in labor because I was busy. Like you try to wrap up and just like, I don't know. So um, luckily, I left before that happened. And I had about, I had a couple weeks before baby arrived to really have this like, um, indulgent nice time to like think and do things that I never did during my pregnancy because I was really busy and so I went to kundalini yoga I went to prenatal yoga I went saw you I you know got to do I slept and I did like all these really nice things that um that sounds like a nice lifestyle for those two weeks it was really great and I think it helped the anxiety of I didn't feel too much of Wanting the baby to come at the end, I know a lot of people do. I still felt pretty good, and I also was like, every day like this is really, <laughs> it's like a huge, lucky, special blessing to have this time to just sort of like be with myself before I'll never really. Sure, I remember seeing myself. you at the end, and it yeah. was, and it still wasn't like get this baby out of no. me. I was like, you know, I just want to get my body open and ready, so mm-hmm. when it's time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I wanted to, you know, I didn't want to go late because I and I had some anxiety about that. What happens when you get to, you know, almost thirty-two? 42 weeks and and your um 
yeah, I did not want to end up at the hospital. Right, you induced. can't do home birth mm-hmm. anymore after far. 42 weeks. And yeah. So I did have, you know, that was luckily didn't actually <laughs> happen. But I was pretty much at the end, just the last little bit. Once I left work, it was like I felt just so grateful for every day that, I don't know, I had to just sort of be healthy and well and sort of prepare myself as much as you can mentally, spiritually, emotionally for this coming event. And also physically doing some nice, like, physical things that I hadn't really done. Like, you know, I knew that I was supposed to be walking three to five miles a day because that's a great thing to do while you're pregnant, but I just hadn't had the time to do it. While you were working. While I was working, so yeah, afterwards yeah. afterwards you were able to walk more? Oh, yeah. The last couple of weeks I was walking every day. It was a so lot. great. It was, like, with my dog just, like, going on. You have the cutest dog. <laughs> yeah. I know. that's um, and That was a nice part of. Big dog. <laughs> Yeah, she's a she's a really nice, calm. What's her dog. what breed is she? She's like a labradoodle puppy. She's, she's she's actually not old, but she's just really calm. She well, she, yeah, she was calm, but she's she's like a beautiful dog. Yeah, just, and also very curious. Yeah. Um, so when you were getting checked every week, were you finding differences, or it was just no, the same it was just the exact time? same. Okay, and that was totally. Um, so I have two midwives that I go to, and every other week I would go to one or the other. Yeah. And my midwives' names are Michelle and Davy. And um, yeah, I would, and they they are different styles. Totally different. Totally different personalities, different styles. And so, um, yeah, I think that um, in some ways Michelle is a little bit more like me, and that she's very like, like when we talk to each other. I think if you recorded it, we speak so fast. It's just like she loves <laughs> info. Like we're together, it's just like a lot of. Um, yeah, she's very book. Yeah, she's like she knows so much. A and, lot of knowledge. Yeah, and Davy's much more calm, gentle, like spiritual. Spiritual. That's yeah, what, I'm thinking it as you're saying. Yeah, yeah. So that's like um, so I think that they're both very supportive of um, I don't know whatever it is that you kind of need to be in a good place. And I understand you know inter- like introducing infection and things like that and you know that. But I, yeah, for me it was like a. I did want to know where I was, and even knowing that I hadn't changed in a way was comforting um, because I was happy to still be pregnant. Did you have any false alarms? Actually, so I um, so I did not want to end up getting induced. So when I was, after my 39-week checkup with Davey, um, my midwife, she was basically like, okay, like, you know, there was no concerns because I had already progressed to a certain, I'd already progressed more than would be kind of expected of a first time mom, but it had just stayed the same for those three weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, so there wasn't really concern that things weren't probably going to move, but there was talk of like, okay, it might be a good idea to start um, seeing an acupuncturist or seeing someone so that if things do go late, you kind of have some of the views that we have maybe more tools. And so I started seeing, um, I went twice to this acupuncturist that um, Davey recommended that was like $35 cash. That was great. It was, yeah, it was really nice. It's in Culver City. Um, <laughs> highly recommend. And so I went and I did first session on, I think, um, the Thursday, like a week before my baby was born. And then uh the next time I went back, I think it was like a Sunday, like a couple days later. And after that session, during that session, you know, they put in the needles. First time, you know, I'd had acupuncture before, but it had been several years, like almost 10 years. Um, and you just sort of felt flow, like kind of felt movement, kind of felt warm. Baby was moving a lot, but like didn't, not, not like, you know, nothing too dramatic. Felt good. The next time, same woman um, did my um, acupuncture and I had what was like a crazy experience where she put in the needles, she leaves the room, and especially now that I've been through labor, I can only describe it as like a fairly intense 20-minute long contraction. Oh, wow. So I literally... With her not in the room. She's not in the... Well, people came in the room. Okay. So I literally have the needles put in me very rapidly. It's like I can feel this sort of movement, and then quickly I can feel sort of like, um, like essentially like a crazy contraction, like, and I am sweating like crazy. I start like breathing heavily. I'm like, how long is this going to go on for? Like I am literally like um, the the intensity of it was like having a contraction like fairly far along where you're like, but you're trying to lie still. Like it, it was so wild. And so I was like breathing heavily, like literally like doing birth breathing, like trying to maintain this like 
sensation. And um, a man who works there came in. He's like, are you okay? And I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so hot. Can you get me some water? Or he brought me in some water. And I'm like lying there and he's giving it to me. And I'm like, you know, really having a hard time. And then um, she comes back. They take out the needles. But it was like, I basically finished the session. It was about 20 minutes. And um, when it was done, I was like, have that ever happened to you before? And she's like, only once. And I was like, what happened? And she's like, the woman went home and had her baby that night. <laughs> and so I sort of took it as a good sign that I was like, okay, like, you know, it probably means that things, things are, are moving. Things are moving. Things are like getting close to being there. And so that was, I think, Sunday. And then um, Monday, actually, my mom came up and we... I was with spent Monday with her and we had like a nice day and did some stuff to kind of get ready. I actually sort of the last like um, two weeks of my pregnancy from like, well, my plan was like 39 to 41 weeks to make it so you didn't feel anxiety. I had something nice scheduled like every day. Oh. To, to, so like I what did. What kind of things? Um, like one day I got like my nails done with my girlfriend. Like another mm. day I, you know, um, saw like got a massage, um, you know, sort of like went on like a beach walk or was this sort of like planned all these things, like planned to see different people. That's such a good idea. Yeah, it was really nice. So there was basically like every day instead of the next day being like, oh, baby's not here. It was like, oh, well. I get to do the next thing in my itinerary. Yeah, like, oh, great. Like, <laughs> so actually on Tuesday, which is the day I went into my baby was born, um, I was supposed to meet my friend who had had a baby, her baby, a few weeks earlier. Um, and so one of the first texts that I sent as things progressed was actually to her to be like, at like one in the morning, being like, hi, I'm not going to be able to see you tomorrow. FYI, not going to be able to see you tomorrow morning. Looks like things are happening. But um, yeah, so I had like this yeah lovely couple weeks. And then at the end, it was, um, the, so that was the closest thing to false so alarm. To false alarm. Yeah. So when did labor actually start? So it's funny because I had been a doula and so many people because of, I think, media, television, you know, movies, whatnot, think of labor starting when your water breaks. And I had dispelled for so many people in my life that that is how labor typically starts. So I never thought my labor would start with an aggressive water breaking situation because I was like, this is, I thought it doesn't happen. And I'm going to have what's typical, which is, you know, more like control contraction starting and, you know, more typical. Um, but instead, on Tuesday, a little after midnight, I had woken up to go to the bathroom, as pregnant women do, 35 times a night. Uh-huh, yeah. And I um, am two days past my due date. And I walked, went to the bathroom, went back to bed, but I'm still awake. And I have no pop or anything, but just a tremendous amount of fluid. Oh, wow leave my body. Like, there's no question that this is... That was your water breaking. It was my water breaking. It actually wakes up my husband because it gets on his leg. Oh, the, the fluid breaks Oh, no, no, up? no. Oh, yeah. There was... I cannot believe... <laughs> I, I know that I'd had a couple ultrasounds during my pregnancy, and every time they're like, wow, you have a lot of fluid. And upon my water breaking, I was like, wow, I really... I have a lot of fluid. I have a lot of fluid. <laughs> and I actually... Um, so I, you know, water breaks. There's no question that water has broken. It's about... So you're saying Tuesday night. Is this, so this after is, midnight, so Wednesday morning? No, no. This it's really like it's... Like Monday after, night. I went to bed on Monday night or, and, then and then two hours midnight, later. Yeah, I think I so went to bed about 11 and two hours later, it's now 1 a.m. My water, morning. yeah, my water breaks and it's very clear. And um, I kind of was like pretty calm. I wasn't even like that excited. It was more just like go mode. So I start texting people. You were one of the people I texted because you were going to be there. Oh, yeah. But then we decided yeah, we were going to do yeah, some we, body work. Yeah. We knew that you were going to come, which um, ended up being just like the best. But so I, I texted my midwives and I included my husband on the train. I texted my mother um, who doesn't live very far. She lives about an hour away in Orange County, but I knew that she'd want to know. And also just to sort of keep everyone in the loop uh, so that people would know. I texted my brother, actually, in case my mom was like a crazy person and like received this text at one in the morning and tried to put my brother's house in Venice at 2 a.m. Wow. So I was like, Sean, and my brother keeps a fairly late schedule. And um, I wanted him to know in case literally my mom was like, FYI. yeah, like, like showing up at his house. Um, and would you have done that if you just started having contractions? Or was it because the water broke, which is more like... So I te- I would have texted Davy and Michelle, my midwives, 
no matter what, just because I think it's good. And I would have texted you because I think it's good to let people who are going to be there. Your birth team. No. And I also texted the two. So I was supposed to see. T- I don't know why I had the foresight to do this, but I was supposed to on Tuesday morning meet my friend's baby. And then on Wednesday, I was supposed to get coffee with my friend who I actually met at this. One of the nice things I did is I went to this place, um, Women's Space in Culver City. And I went to a it's this actually a great resource. It's this um, like women's group. And I went to the center, the circle that was like this made into mother circle. And I ran into a girl I'd actually gone to law school with. Mm. And so she was there and she'd had tried for home birth, had a hospital birth at Cedars and had a baby. And we were supposed to get coffee on Wednesday. And somehow, even though that was like 36 hours down the road, my water breaks and I like text her and I'm like, hey, not going to be able to like, looks like I'm going to labor, not going to be able to make Wednesday. I don't know how I like had the. Yeah, you, know, you thought about those I details. was like, I need to like, cancel these plans. Um, That's so considerate. <laughs> or something. But <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I think that it was, yeah, birth team I knew to sort of contact. Canceling plans was just sort of one of those things where I was like, oh, I don't want to have this pop into my brain all of a sudden at like 8 a.m. and, oh. you know, feel concerned that I hadn't, I don't know, That's done like this. That's like really forward thinking. Well, I don't know. So then I don't we, have to think about this at seven centimeters, so I'll take care of it <laughs> right, now. I want to like, take care of it now. And so um, my water broke, and soon afterwards, Davey, my midwife, called me. Davey is truly the most like wonderful human, and she's so caring and never makes you feel like you're putting her out. And somehow – like you doesn't sleep because she will contact you at all. Like if you contact her about anything, yeah. she she responds so quickly. It's really amazing because I've also spent time with her. And she's never on her phone, so I don't understand how it works. But she um, she called, must have a clone. Yeah, <laughs> something <laughs> something's going on. So she called me um, at this point. I don't know. It's probably one thirty, and uh, I had tested positive for GBS, mm-hmm. and so I was going to have antibiotics, which bummed me out. Um, just to clear, just to explain what that right. is, groupie strep. So, usually you get checked at the end in the United States. Anyway, you get checked at the end of pregnancy for it's like a swab to mm-hmm. see if you have groupie streptococcus bacteria growing, um, colonized vaginally. Mm-hmm. And if you do, the protocol typically is to give IV antibiotics once the water breaks or once you're into active labor, so that um, the baby doesn't get exposed on the way out. So about 35% of women have test positive for GBS. And in different countries, there's different protocols. In the, U- in the United States, we do antibiotics, which is fairly conservative. But the ramifications will rare if you, you know, are serious. Yeah, if, if, if the baby happens. gets the if, if it happens, it's, you know, yeah. And it was a totally, it was definitely one of the things I had to think through when I made that decision. But it wasn't that hard. It was just something that I, which is, yeah, I had mixed feelings about doing it because I think there's so much that we're learning about the microbiome and how important all that is. And Because when you give the antibiotics, in addition to killing the bad bacteria, you also kill bacteria. all the good bacteria that you're supposed to pass, pass on. on to the baby. Yeah. So when I <laughs> – there was this weird point of relief, actually, when I decided – when I found out I had GBS, tested positive for GBS, and then I decided I was going to do antibiotics, is something I thought about was in terms of C-section, I'd thought about like seating and doing a swab mm-hmm. and all of a sudden I was like well that's off the table so I don't have to worry <laughs> yeah. about that oh great oh, like, no, you're I'm always not, looking I'm, at the positive if that's side. like gonna happen okay well I don't like one less thing but um so my but because I was gonna have antibiotics it changes the my bag of waters was open and it, so the timeline changes a little bit mm-hmm. um just because all of a sudden you know you want to get things moving and then also I was gonna have to have antibiotics administered and you want to get at least one um round and before baby is born. Right. So um so I spoke to Davy and it was Davy's just generally like just so much like love just like comes out of her. So speaking to her is wonderful. And she was like, you know, hopefully your contractions start quickly because if not in the morning we're gonna try to get things moving just because with your bag open and you know, we wanna yeah, so once once the water breaks, then you're not only is your baby not protected in that sterile mm-hmm. environment anymore, but um, it's that nutrient rich fluid is a great medium for growing bacteria. Mm-hmm. So, and we're much more worried about infection after your water breaks, and so time becomes an issue. Mm-hmm. So we, um, so basically, we sort of we discussed like what the plan was going to be, and part of this was even the acupuncture stuff was like having someone in the back burner. Um, in case you needed someone to, to call to get things rolling. to get things rolling, if all of a sudden it's yeah. been twelve hours, another twenty minute contraction. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so also part of this was this is um, 
a couple days before Thanksgiving. And so a lot of people are gone. And I knew this. Like the woman who had actually done my acupuncture previously was going to be, I think, in Zion over the holiday. And a lot of people sort of were you away. Know, going away. Um, but in well, some that's ways, true because driving over to you. It was quiet? Th- no. It was right when people are, are mm. on the road. Oh, yeah. And so you're probably six minutes from my office yeah. normally. Yeah. It only took like twenty five. Twenty, but it was mm-hmm. like wow. This yeah, because it's really close. A lot of traffic. I could walk probably faster. <laughs> um, yeah, so my I spoke to Davy and I was sort of like, okay, well hopefully contractions will get going and we discussed like the game plan of what would happen if they hadn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and luckily they started pretty quickly afterwards and they started about every eight minutes and they started lasting for about one minute. And that continued on throughout most of the night. And I actually woke up and I knew that I know what you're supposed to do when you wake up in the middle of the night and you're in early labor is to go back to bed. Mm-hmm. I was not able to do that. I was like Ryan and I, my husband and I took off our sheets, changed our sheets, made our bed for like um for because I was having a home birth, made your bed for birth, which is sort of a protocol where you do clean sheets, you do some pads. But and not you do your favorite sheets. sheets. Yeah, not your <laughs> not your favorite sheets on top. And uh and then we uh, basically, I don't know what was wrong with me, but I got up and I started doing laundry. I started making food. I started doing like all sorts of things. I just wasn't able to sleep. I started getting my. I feel like a lot of homeworth people ready. do that. I just, yeah, it was like one of those things. I also didn't feel tired and my contractions were coming regularly enough that it wasn't going to be easy. I did at some point try to go back to bed for like. It wasn't going to be easy to sleep. It wasn't going to be easy them. to sleep. Yeah. Where, how did they feel? So right away, they felt like a like a menstrual cramp. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can relate to that. Yeah. Well, well mm-hmm. <laughs> they felt like a menstrual cramp, and they just sort of continued to increase in intensity. And then... Is it what you expected? Yes. But in some way, my concern had been that um, I, if I, in a way, I, having your water break is not the most ideal because, again, the clock sort of starts. And also, it can make labor more intense because you lose all that... The cushioning. Cushioning. So, um, there, you know, everything's got pros and cons and I don't know, but in some way it was nice because it was like definitive, like labor is, things are happening, things are going, babies being born. And then I knew what was, what came next because I was paying attention. I knew they were contractions. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure how long it would have taken me to know they were contractions Mm -hmm. had my water not broken. So I think they were what I expected, but in the beginning they were fairly subtle Mm -hmm. or, you know, like subtle-ish if you're not like paying attention, especially when you've been having Braxton Hicks. So um, Not what you see on TV. Not what you see on TV at first. So, um, yeah, they, things sort of progressed. And by about, like, 6, 7 in the morning, they were coming about every four, they were, like, every four minutes um, and lasting for about a minute. And that went on for a few hours every three or four minutes. But I knew that I wasn't as far along as that might, um, that might mean because I – New intensity-wise, that I wasn't having so that. Pattern-wise, you just judging on the pattern, you would think you were Further. more progressed in your dilation. Correct. But you could tell by the intensity that it wasn't causing that kind of change yet. Yes, and I think that um, I think we'll probably get into this, but having experience, having seen a lot of births, was definitely a double-edged thing. Yeah, so that's always going to be interesting to me. I have some observations about it, too. Yeah, from my, from my you were side, there. Because I was there. But I, I'm so curious what it's like to – even I have patients who are obese, mm-hmm. and then they give birth, and then I'm like, how is that compared to what you expected? everything that you've seen and expected? Yeah. I think as someone who likes information, likes to research, I think it was nice because I wasn't – I really did feel like a pretty good sense of where I was. I wasn't – surprise and I think that I don't know how you'd feel not having that um backbone of kind of like security and comfort and like um I'm all about the backbone <laughs> that's my I, thing yeah. but but it's also like even the way you're talking like I think the first time you go out as a doula and you support somebody in yeah. labor especially if you're laboring at home and no other professional is there mm-hmm. and they're looking at you like, how far along am I? And mm-hmm. you're like, mm, I don't know. Well, it's hard to know too. Like different people are, express themselves really differently. It's very hard to know. And as doulas, we don't do medical stuff. Mm-hmm. We don't do cervical checks. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have to go just based on the pattern and the look in, mm-hmm. you know, on her face and in her eye. But after you do it 40, 50, 60 times, yeah. you start to get a sixth sense for it. Right. And so well, you're- Especially later on, like- I don't know. Uh, yeah, so I knew I wasn't, even though I was You were in labor, and had you not 
had you not had that kind of experience before, you might have thought, oh, my gosh. I'm far along. Yeah, things are happening. Well, that's typically when people go to the hospitals about, you know, what you get told. 511. Yeah, like, so I would have been probably, like, if I would have been nervous or anxious or I would have been like, oh. And it is intense. It's not like it's not in, you know, you're having fairly regular sensations. So you and I, I know, communicated and checked in. And I remember telling everyone, it was because I was keeping – Davy and Michelle, although Michelle was going to come um, kind of like apprised of what was going on, but being like, so this is where I'm at, but, it's, but don't like, but don't freak out. Like, That's we're not. That's what you told me also. Yeah. I was yeah. like, you want me to come over before work? You're like, no, no, no. I'm good for a while. I think, we, I think we've got a while. Um, so then actually, so the GBS thing, although that was a bummer, it was nice in that around 9 a.m., um, Michelle, my midwife, showed up to administer antibiotics. And it was nice just to have her come. And, uh, she was there for about an hour and things, you know, were coming every three or four minutes and they were increasing in intensity, but it wasn't crazy. So she, that was nice. Um, she left. And then we had actually planned on having Suzanne, your colleague, come mm-hmm. over to my house. So around, I think she came around 11 and things had kind of picked up. So it was actually like perfect. So um, Dr. Berlin was working yeah. and his colleague, who's a chiropractor also mm-hmm. came over and did two hours of body work, which was like so great. Because things were picking up. Were you it, feeling your contractions in the front at that point? Yes. Eh, yes. Because eh. I remember in the before mm-hmm. episode that we did, you're like, I mm-hmm. think I'm going to be able to handle it just fine as long this as it's not, not back labor. Back labor. Yeah. So at, for this part, it's all front front, and you're doing okay. Mm-hmm. And I feel, yeah, I felt actually pretty in control. And then having Suzanne there, we basically laid on my bed. And she did two hours of basically massage. And she mm-hmm. was lovely it was, because it was a holiday. She was about to catch a flight. Oh, right. She was leaving town. She was leaving town. And I had never met her before. And I was fairly, you know, it was like one of those things where you're, I'm not that far into labor, but I'm also having contractions every three or four minutes. And they're, you know, you're doing it. So it was really nice because basically I, it was something that as things had sort of progressed, um, Michelle left and I had like this thing to look forward to. And I knew then. Like, we decided Suzanne was going to come, and I was like, yes. People do talk about that. Like, I'm so glad you came. If nothing else, just a change of scenery. Like, you're the next thing. Totally. You just know that you're like, okay, I only have to get through this far, and then this new thing is happening. Right. And so Suzanne came. She did two hours of body work. She was lovely, and it was really great because while she was doing it, I basically just got to sort of get into a rhythm, kind of like catch the contractions early, you know, kind of ride the wave. It's sort of like if you catch it. I found if you catch it early, then you could kind of just like breathe through it pretty well. Um, and things had increased in intensity, but they were enough that I kind of was enjoying having the the massage. And it was so, so lovely. So she left probably about one. 12 hours in. Yeah. So about 12 hours in. And things have picked up, but I'm still like in pretty good spirits. But things are kind of picking up in intensity. And, and Michelle didn't check you, right? Michelle actually did check oh, me. Oh, she morning. did. Of course, of well, course, I asked her to check me. I know, but I wasn't sure after your water broke. No, she did, and she was check. like, "Do you want me to check you?" I also think she probably wanted to check me in part because um, they were coming fairly like regularly. Yeah. Um, what, what did you find? I think so. I'm trying to remember exactly what it was. I was fully effaced, but I was only like I think I was two centimeters, which was basically what I had been before I had gone into. Labor. All those contractions. Like, all, like for the last few weeks, I'd been like yeah. that. So basically, I had just had like complete effacement, and that's what had been going on for the, you know, eight hours or whatever leading up to that. Um, and I didn't find that discouraging because I just was like, oh, great. Things are, things are moving. Like, mm-hmm. everything's fine, and everything's totally still manageable. All right. We're, I think we're 12 hours in. Mm-hmm. Now we're, tw- yeah. Now, now we- we're 12 hours in. You're contracting. You've had a two-hour massage. You've had a two-hour massage. Things are picking up. Things are picking up. And we're going to take a little commercial break. Okay. And then we're going to come back and find out what happened on the rest of Shannon's journey right here on the Informed Pregnancy Podcast. <laughs> Hey everyone, it's Dr. Berlin, and I want to talk to you about something that is close to my heart, literally, omega-3. It's a crucial nutrient that's sadly overlooked. With 95% of women deficient, Needed, the supplement brand I trust, created their brand new omega-3 soft gels. Designed by perinatal experts, they support you and your baby's well-being from fertility to pregnancy and beyond. Unlike other brands, 
Needed's Omega-3 is sustainable, pesticide-free, and third-party tested for purity. Plus, my favorite, it has a milder taste and smell, perfect for sensitive mamas. Don't wait. Visit thisisneeded.com and use code BERLIN to get 20% off your initial order. Experience the needed difference, consciously crafted for your health and the planet. Welcome back to the Informed Pregnancy and Parenting Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Elliot Berlin, and we're continuing our candid conversation of Shannon's uh, birth. You're taking us through your journey, which I'm so grateful for. Um, 12 hours into it, you got a massage, but you weren't really dilating it, and you're feeling your contractions in the front, which is what you wanted. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so I was grateful for that. I think at this point, I probably, well, so what happened was is uh, Suzanne left. I got into the shower. I was doing a lot of hands and knees, I was, was, which continued on <laughs> throughout my labor, but progressed to the point where I was unwilling to walk. Um, and I was like basically in my shower. Because my bag of waters was open, I wasn't in the tub because okay. I hadn't been clear. I remember that. you said you wanted to be in the tub. I wanted to be in the tub. But it just didn't work out that yeah, way. Yeah, it wasn't going to work out like that until I had been cleared. Um, you don't want to – yeah, with, once your bag is open, it changes being in water a little bit. So I was in my shower basically on hands and knees – um, my husband was with me, Ryan, um, and he was generally like, um, I think a great labor partner for what I needed and that he was very calm, but he was fairly hands off. Mm-hmm. He was kind of just like, which is probably more what I was sort of, especially in the beginning looking for just sort of being, um, so he was just sort of, he and my dog were just like sitting in the bathroom with me, not really, you know, talking. And I was just sort of like, yeah, rocking back and forth, doing my thing. So then things had picked up quite a bit. And by about three o'clock, I remember he was touching base with Michelle, my midwife, who had, you know, left and figuring out when she was going to come back because one, I needed to get my antibiotics administered again every Round eight two. hours. Yeah. So about by 5 p.m., I needed to have them administered. And she was speaking with Ryan. And I think it was a little after three. And I was getting like things had gotten pretty intense for me. And I remember them talking. And I was like getting kind of out of it during my contractions, but still with it, which lasted pretty much the whole time. Um, and he spoke to Michelle and sort of told her where I was at. And she said something like, OK, I'll be back around 530. And I was like, they hung up. And I was like, no. I was like, Ryan, call Michelle back and tell her to come before 530. Like, I want Michelle to come. Like, You were ready. I'm like, this is getting pretty intense. Okay. So Michelle came back. Did you feel like you were dilating now? Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, Michelle came back about four. Like, okay. So, um, you got your wish. I got my wish. And I requested that she check me, and she did. And I think I was at six or seven. So then I got into the bath. That became an okay thing to do. Um, did it feel like you thought it would feel? It didn't actually feel like as much relief as I thought it would feel. I've seen women have so much relief yeah, from getting the bath, and I didn't. But I've seen it both ways. I've seen people think they're going to get a lot of relief and just not like it in there. just Or like it but not get the relief. Also, at this period of time, about like this four o'clock period is also starts being what became kind of like a pretty intense time for me. And also this is when you were texting with Ryan and this is – I was in the bath and um, Dr. Berlin and Ryan were texting Mm -hmm. and – (laughs) <laughs> and it was like, do you want him to come after? He can come after six once he you know, finishes at work. And I remember being like, yes, like absolutely. Like I want him to come. But also then feeling guilty because I remember being like, that's a really long day for him. Like, Oh, you're so – No, but you I, remember that's what you said. You're like, I was asking who's coming to your birth. And you're like, I don't want too many people because I started to start to – Worry f- about them. Worry about people and care for them. Yeah. Oh, I, I do remember thinking. I was like, oh, no. But I was like, I really want him to come. Yeah. And I knew at that time, I think it was about – five or so when we made that plan and I remember being like oh great like in an hour like you know like sort of again that same thing I'm being like okay Dr. Berlin's gonna come so I was in the bath and things were very intense like I felt like I don't want to terrify anyone but I felt like my body was breaking in too um did that surprise you no it didn't surprise me it's 
<laughs> what surprised me the next day is I had toenail polish on and my tub had literally um, like nail polish on it from the sides because I think I was like running my... Oh, really? Because I think it was just in so much... Yeah, it was very intense. That mm-hmm. was like the worst part sort of in for the me. Tub? The most difficult part was that period when I was in the tub and that's when I started sort of involuntarily pushing. So you were tr- transitioning sort mm-hmm. of. Yeah, that was like transition was while I was in the tub. So then I was in the tub from probably like 4.30 until around, like right before you arrived, I think, when you came at like 6.30. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, just after 6. So, mm-hmm. so I think right before right before you got there, I got out of the tub um, and I was really looking forward to you being there because it had gotten like pretty intense. Um, it was like, yeah, I was feeling was like it was... still in the front? So not totally. I was having a lot of... <sighs> It wasn't in my back where I was expecting it to be. It was so much lower. It really was like my tailbone. Yeah, Yeah. tailbone. And so you got there and we were um, (laughs) – and my bag of waters is open. So I just have so much fluid. And I remember feeling really bad about that because I was just – Again, you were like, oh, Dr. Reed, I'm so sorry about the fluid. I'm like, I don't (laughs) care about the fluid. There was just so much – I felt so, you know, I don't know. Just like – so, yeah, you started doing body work, which was – great really nice and i was still pushing but kind of involuntarily um and i remember everyone i remember michelle being basically everyone being really encouraging and positive and being like you're really far along like you know this baby's going to be here pretty soon and i remember being like i don't think i'm as far along as you guys think i remember you saying that word yeah. for word. and basically being like i think that i actually felt i felt fairly in touch with like what was happening inside and i sort of felt like things weren't like the baby wasn't coming down like I was having these urges to push which were pretty intense but that the baby wasn't actually um coming down and I was having you know it was really intense sensation in my um in my tailbone (laughs) um and and yeah and you were helping with that but it was you know only so much you could do and then I remember Michelle um checking me but I don't think I requested that one I think she was just I think that just sort of happened to see where things were at. And I think it must have been probably about – it was probably about 7.30 when we figured out that I had a lip on my cervix, mm-hmm. which means that um, when my cervix had dilated, a portion of it had essentially not um, retracted. And so it was keeping the baby's head um, up high and – or not not letting the baby's head drop. And so some of the pushing I had done for has essentially been for, for not. And so at this point – I've been pushing sort of involuntarily for a while, which is, you know, taking energy. And I remember basically a combination of Michelle and me, her trying to get the lip off manually and me trying to push it off. Oh, doing a push, yeah. And I don't know if you remember this because what happened is, is I was trying to communicate something that in my brain was totally clear, but I'm not sure if I actually communicated it clearly, but you knew what I was saying, which it sort of reminded me, of, you know, if you've had too much to drink and you're like, think that whatever you're communicating is like the clearest thing in the world. <laughs> yeah. But it's totally it comes out, <laughs> I think it might have been like that. Um, where basically what I was, Michelle was trying to have me push further back. And I was like, I do not understand how I can push differently. And I'm so exhausted that I want to, I don't want to push harder than I have to because I don't want to exert myself more than I need to. And you, you knew what I was saying. Do yeah. you remember this? Yeah, I, I do remember you trying to communicate and... She was trying to communicate something different to you. Yeah. And I was and like, and then we figured it but out. But you knew, like, and I remember just being like, but sort of like being drunk, where you're like, oh, like, no one's understanding me. I'm just going to, like, <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not being able to be clear at this point. So things had gotten pretty intense. Yeah. But at that point, you'd been through a lot. Yeah. You, were, you had already, I mean, we had gone through a lot of different positions. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You were trying. And, yeah. Uh, and it's not, I mean, trying is probably the wrong word. You were just shifting into yeah. different positions. And I really mostly wanted to be on hands and knees. Up. And I remember everyone wanting two things. One, I was way too in my head, which I never was totally able to escape. And that was probably like if I had any disappointment during my labor, it's that I don't feel like I was able to tr- transcend that prefrontal cortex place I couldn't t- it seemed like there was a moment where i mean i was making crazy sounds the, yeah the crazy sounds but it, it was clear to everyone that you sort of you were a doula in labor <laughs> right and to that extent after what you described before i think that's when michelle 
left. Yeah. Um, her assistant came in had already come, but they left your room. Yeah, and they were like, "You need to go." Everybody like, was because you kept you kept saying, "Tell me how to push different. Tell me how you know, or yeah. or what should I be doing differently?" Yeah. Um, but there was a moment where where you went, I think, in, to just sit on the toilet. And you had to. So they wanted me to go sit on the toilet to change position, and I really did not want to. It was so uncomfortable. And I did that for a while, and you actually came in. I came in. Yeah. And and I remember um, just, like, resting my head on you. Your head was, like, resting on my yeah. belly. Yeah. And then, but it was sort of great because then it was great. I was like, let's try just a little coach breathing. Mm-hmm. And that's the moment where I felt like in there, uh-huh. it seemed at least like you kind of shut off your neocortex or it mm-hmm. was flickering in and out yeah. at least. That was actually, like, it was a really uncomfortable position for me, but really a nice moment. I actually remember having my, like, head on you, and you were, like, rubbing my back, and it was just really, really, um, loving is not the right word, probably, but just so, like, caring and sweet, and I really did feel supported. And then I was going to go get in the shower afterwards, and you <laughs> lifted me up, oh, literally yeah. carried me. <laughs> yeah, but you couldn't walk. I told everyone I couldn't walk, which I was... Well, so then I get in the shower for a while. Everyone leaves me. I am basically at some point Michelle had told me that I kept basically quitting pushing at the earlier than I should and that the baby was that if I kept going it would sort of push things along. So I remember thinking in my brain like I'm going to push the hard- hardest ever. I'm going to go as long as as physically possible with each breath. So I remember being in the shower and just being like really trying so like so hard to push and being on my hands and knees and then everyone eventually came back and they're like okay come back to you know come back to the bed bed. (laughs) like we're gonna change positions and everyone being like I can't walk and crawling from my bathroom to my bedroom which isn't you know that far but I don't know how long did it take it took a long time 10 minutes yeah yeah, it took a long time (laughs) it's it's literally like I don't know, 10 feet. Yeah, 12 feet or and something. It, it took you a long time to get there. But it was slow and steady. Yeah. And just like you were cramping in between. I was just hands, yeah, Lying hands on knees. the floor. It, like if you see like these black and white pictures from home birth, like these really like you can sort of feel what's happening pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, when you were laying on the floor in the shower. Oh, yeah. Just alone. Yeah. For a while. Yeah. That was like one of those moments for me. I'm like, I feel her. I just need to leave you to do it, mm-hmm. to find your space and do your thing. Like, there's nothing to do at that moment. Yeah. But I could sort of feel it. I'm like, oh gosh, this has to move forward soon yeah. because I was getting tired too. You're getting tired, and 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 you also, yeah. What when you got to your bed, mm-hmm. which is where I ended up ultimately pushing off the the side of my bed for quite a while. Yeah, you were like squatting. Squatting. Mm-hmm. And that was also was like, how does she have the energy to do? You were doing like full squats. Oh, yeah, I know. Um, just, I know, which now I was like, think, I don't know. That was, Yeah, I was doing full squats, and that's kind of crazy for how long it lasted. It went on for a while, and, and, you, and how long you had already been working yeah, at it. Yeah, yeah. I was like, that's kind of amazing that you have that energy to yeah. even do that. Um, but you, at some point, you just knew, you said, okay, I feel my baby moving down. Oh, I felt that. I literally, when the baby, so I, I crawled into my room. I was like holding onto the edge of my bed in a squat for a very long period of time when I think back on it. Um, and there was Kimmy, the midwife's assistant, who actually was so lovely and came back and checked me that, like afterwards and was so lovely. But I knew I probably didn't want a doula. And Kimmy was doing very classically doula things where she was saying things to me like, you are so strong, you're doing so great, etc. And I remember being like in my brain, like at I didn't want to hear it. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't want anyone to tell me, like, and even as a little kid, like, when I played soccer, when people would be like, great job, I was always like, no, don't, like, I, I never liked that. Mm-hmm. And so I sort of knew that that wasn't something I was going to want. Um, and that's why you were actually really great, because you were very... I just used my hands yeah, to you, talk. Yeah, you were very calm and didn't say very much, and did, it was really, like, comforting. And I did feel like you understood what I was saying at a few different points. I knew I wasn't communicating very clearly but i knew like you responded i was like okay dr Billen knew like what i had said i'm more body language oriented mm-hmm. both in what i'm giving to you and what i'm taking out of you yeah so you don't have to use words as much i found that really comforting and so that was at the end so i basically was pushing i eventually felt the baby drop 
Um, I love that moment where you said it. You're like, I, yeah. my baby's coming down. I'm bringing my baby mm-hmm. down. These are productive now. Mm-hmm. I, right. I think I probably did say these are productive you now. You said these are productive now. I was like, it's like you have a little device in there telling you what's going on. <laughs> but it's just you in touch with your own body. Yeah. I did feel it. And they were productive. And before that, it was I was having this frustration where I felt like I was working so hard. And because I think probably a few different things, but my baby really wasn't, you know, had probably some... Um, maybe obstruction or whatever that was making it so that I didn't feel like my I was working so hard and I was like oh my gosh these are just there's there's so much in the way and it's just not moving like you'd hope and and I'd actually never seen as long as I pushed I'd never actually seen someone else push quite that long um and so I was getting pretty tired I was really happy when that moment happened and uh and I remember actually feeling at by this point, once the baby dropped down, it was no longer on my tailbone, mm-hmm. and I was no longer in that kind of pain. I actually didn't mind. The sensation of pushing, the intensity, was a lot more manageable from a pain standpoint. And I remember thinking, like, I could do this for a while pain-wise. It was more exhaustion-wise. Energy. Yeah. So at some point, things are sort of moving along, and I did feel, like, pretty in control. Once the baby dropped and I could feel it moving down, I was, like, felt emotionally much better. Um, and then... I remember telling everyone at some point that I was feeling burning and I wasn't doing it to complain. I remember doing it because I was like, I want everyone to know where I'm at. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, I think everyone was like, it's totally normal. And I was like, no, no, I know. No, like, my perineum is stretching. It's yeah, coming. Yeah. And then I remember at another <laughs> point, like actively thinking that I was like, okay, like, and they were checking the baby and baby was fine and being like, okay, I don't want this to go too fast. I want to keep this. Um, I don't want to tear. I want this to go. If baby's okay, I'm going to let this go. And I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Like, let's keep this slow. At one point, I asked Michelle, uh, I said, do you think I can get the baby out with the next push? And she said, probably. And I remember thinking, okay, I'm not going to get the baby out the next time then. I'm going to wait one and more. And so she says, definitely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, no, I remember thinking, like, okay, perfect. Then, like, I'm really close. Uh-huh. So I'm just going to, like, get it really close this next time. And then I'm going to do it after that. And that will hopefully help with, you know, um, not, not having things be – yeah, I didn't want to tear and I didn't want things to go too rapidly. So that was – yeah, that was – Basically, I went you were there. I actually have a great photo. My dog was there. Yeah. I was thinking, actually, because, again, going to the before episode and you sort of assembling who you wanted around yeah. you, not wanting too many people, yeah. already worried great. about a vegan midwife, uh, <laughs> you know. But it just – I could tell, like, when your husband was in the room, mm-hmm. you were one level of calm. And mm. when he would leave, you were a level less calm. Oh, really? Yeah, absolutely. Even uh, even if he was just sitting on the corner not doing anything. No, but he was great. He was really, like – I'm just saying, even yeah. when he was not even doing anything yeah. hands-on, just being in the room, you could see yourself mm-hmm. Feel relax. calmer, yeah. And when he would leave, even just for a few minutes to go take care of the dog or something else, I could, I can sense your body tensing oh, up. that's funny. And then he would just come back in and just say something or just be around you, and you were calm. Yeah. Um, and and even your dog was getting a little anxious, and uh, <laughs> she, she, she was cool, though. She came in, yeah. and she was just there, and... Um, it just I feel like you had a, a great energy around yeah. you, a mix of people that that in the end was probably Perfect. just what you needed. And and that's what you said is like yeah. it's about who's gonna be around me. I'm yeah. I'm very particular about that. And and it, for me it was really well, it's gonna be a birth first of all, it's the last birth that I did so far. Yeah. I haven't done another one since then. And it's gonna be in my mind forever because I I made a commitment to myself and to my family that I'm going to stop doing births mm-hmm. for a while. And my son, he's a pitcher. He likes to pitch baseball. And we have four kids, and they each like different sports. So when we have like an hour mm-hmm. or so to go out and play, I kind of have to break it up between mm-hmm. them. And so I'll sometimes have to tell him, look, we're going to do 30 pitches, and then I gotta, I'm going to go do something else. And he always says the same thing. He goes, but the last one has to be a good one. <laughs> And when he throws that pitch, if it's not a great pitch, he's like, no, no, no. We're the last one has to be a yeah. good one. I left your house like totally mixed emotions. Mm-hmm. High as a kite from your strength and your journey and your energy was just so mind-blowing in a good way. Um, and sad that I'm probably not going to go to a birth for a long yeah. time now. Mm-hmm. But I left really happy. Like the last one was a good one. Aww. It was so cool for, for from my perspective. Mm-hmm. You're so strong and you know what you want. And you went through like the ups and downs of like that 
do, being a doula in labor was just like you were telling them, tell me how to push. Tell me how to do it differently. Tell me what I got to do better. Mm-hmm. And and they knew and some somewhere deep inside your mind, you knew it doesn't work that way. You just have to shut off and let your body do it. And I really struggled with that. And it's But I, of course you struggled with I that. Know, I've never really... been to a birth of a doula who didn't <laughs> struggle with that. You I know. know. Of I course was you so... struggle with that. In fact, I think you did amazing with it yeah. compared to what most people. It's a really hard thing yeah. to do. It was so hard to shut off that way. For you. It's hard for everyone. Yeah. But with everything you know, Oh, and, you're listen- you and like listening to people, like I wasn't able to totally. I know. Like um, David, Michelle was, <laughs> was like she cut her finger or something. So she had a little splint on there. And Kimmy came in and she was like, oh, what's what happened to your finger? Like in the corner. And yeah. she's like, oh, I just had a little cut. And oh, like, I heard you. And you're like, episiotomy. That's what you said. You're <laughs> like, know, do I, I need an episiotomy? And they're like, no, sudden, no, no, dear. <laughs> all of a sudden I had this fear. I heard them talking about this. I heard them like talking like, like privately and talking about this. And um, all of a sudden, I was thinking, I was like, oh, my God, they're trying to keep me calm. Like, so, like baby's heart is deselling. And, like, I'm going to give him a episiotomy. And I remember being like, do, yeah, do I need a episiotomy? Right. And then being like, oh, no. But it was just, like, one of those things where I was not able to, like, yeah, that's funny. I didn't You're just that's what I think was listening to everything and taking the information and yeah. processing it. And, of course, how could you shut up? I've, I've not been – most people have a hard time shutting it off, even yeah. if they d- don't have experience with birth or knowledge about yeah. birth. So I thought you did an amazing job shutting it off. And and for me, that moment when you were when you were sitting on the toilet and just breathing, mm-hmm. that it, I just felt your whole mm-hmm. nervous system let go. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, this is a good mm-hmm. sign. But anyway, you didn't have a doula, so my role becomes well, you, more active. You were, yeah, you were my doula. Yeah, but sometimes I'm there doing body work and there is a doula, so yeah. I'm, I'm just doing body work. And you're, in your case, it was a more active role, and you respond so well mm-hmm. to massage and touch and body work and you knew what you wanted you're like yeah right over there and <laughs> you know so it just it was a really for me it was like an amazing yeah it was really I, a, just an amazing opportunity to be there with you and just a really deep honor to to be there mm-hmm. and so nice. and to support you through that and um we ended i ended on a good one i think yeah i'm so glad i think they're it was, all good like the really the, we do have a photo and at the you can see like kimmy who's so lovely and Mich- michelle who's actually my midwife before i got pregnant she was just my women's wellness and i feel like michelle's my friend and then you and my dog and ryan and it's like this that's the whole team it was everyone it was so nice and yeah and i actually i do i was so happy to have ryan was really great i know that some women have watched this happen get frustrated with their husbands or sometimes don't love their husbands when they're in labor Uh i think that happens with some frequency and i didn't feel that um and i think that that was i don't know the whole thing was really nice um there's a couple points of levity but in general i didn't have like i i don't know it wasn't it was pretty calm but like not very funny which maybe i don't know i was curious what like i was like is dr berlin gonna come and i'm just gonna be like laughing laughing like yeah. is it gonna change but things? you went but, inside you went pretty yeah. deep inside so we had a few a couple of mo- uh, laughter moments but you were just inside and just you were just riding the waves so yeah. i remember people laughing at me when i said i couldn't walk and then at some point um michelle was like do you want to see the baby like with a mirror and i was like i can't open my eyes <laughs> <laughs> i i make jokes or try to bring comedy into birth when there's a lot of fear. Mm-mm. And I didn't sense any fear. I didn't feel very afraid. I didn't feel very afraid. I mostly felt so exhausted. And I knew at the end that I was like, I don't have that much. Like, I I felt really pretty tired. Actually, even when baby was born, mm-hmm. I did not have that moment of euphoria that I have Ooh, heard yeah. people have. I've watched people have where... You needed juice. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I like I I remember sort of being also kind of in my brain and being like, is everyone thing okay? Like, you know, and um, well, yeah, it takes a second for the baby to start like crying and mm-hmm. getting pink and, and I think also because you've probably seen that you were a little more nervous about it than other people. Yeah. I actually yeah. And then baby wasn't crying as much as would have been ideal, but I didn't feel very nervous about that because he looked good to me. And yeah. then I think I don't know, but yeah, it was a I just remember afterwards being so exhausted. Exhausted. Um, how was the next few days for you, postpartum breastfeeding? So, the next few days, um, well, the next day, for for a few days after birth, my tailbone felt so rocked. I think I texted you next to me the next mm-hmm. day. And you're like, "Hey, checking in." Yeah. Like, and I was like, <laughs> basically, like, 
I'm, I can barely walk. Like, <laughs> like what do you like? Because at, at the time, I was a little concerned. Now everything's totally fine. But I was like, this is very bad. How bad is this really? Like, how bad is this going to be in three weeks? Like, how bad is this actually? But it really only lasted a few days. Um, so my tailbone was very sore. Um, but luckily, I, I didn't need stitches and I didn't really tear very much so I think I felt because you waited because I waited because yeah. I like had waited to have push and so I think I felt you know not great but better than I could have felt and um breastfeeding was a was fine my milk came in um really quickly so about 36 hours oh, wow. after I had delivered That's my like milk came in. yeah it Correct. was really fast and I became super engorged and then babies stopped being able to latch oh, proper, no. properly. And because it was Thanksgiving, getting a lactation consultant became very, Challenging. very difficult. So oh, I ended wow. up on day three um, going to lactation consultant and driving to her in the valley, which was great. She was super great. Her name's Rosa. And uh, she was lovely and really helpful and like totally wonderful. But that day had actually been really stressful because the baby basically – my baby, my son, Abe, Abraham, didn't eat for like six hours. Oh, wow. And I could tell he was super lethargic. Uh, and before he'd been, you know, breastfeeding had been fine. Like it hadn't been that he'd been eating. It had been fine. I'd been doing fine. I felt like my nipples were going to fall off. But like, you know, it was happening. Um, and then I was like, this is not going – stuff is – my breasts were rocks. It looked like I had like gone to, you know, like a strip mall in the valley and been like, I want the cheapest worst food job you can give me. <laughs> like, please start at my collarbone. Like <laughs> higher I the higher the better. But um yeah. What did how did she help you overcome that? I pumped. Oh. I didn't know that I basically I was too engorged to they to were feed. like like to feed. I was severely engorged. And so he basically had just gotten too engorged to latch. He seemed lethargic to me. I actually called um, Davey on my way. I think I texted her. And then she called me and I cried, which I'm not a crier. Mm-hmm. I think I've cried I think I've cried two times since the baby was born and this was one of them where I was like really freaking out. I was like I remember seems- you also saying in our before episode that you were more worried about taking care of a newborn yeah. than giving birth to a baby. Although it's actually gone so much better than I Expected. So this was the this is the worst like few hours was like literally me being like this baby is I can tell lethargic like he hasn't eaten that like I'm so concerned he didn't have sunken um, lobes but so I knew he wasn't severely dehydrated but it was still pretty nervous so went to lactation consultant pumped got that under control have had an excess of milk since then but things are great breastfeeding since then has been. So you have a freezer full. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, since then, everything's been great. And then actually, really, I, had, I, I was nervous about postpartum. I was ner- nervous physically, and I was nervous kind of emotionally. My spirits have actually been much better than I expected. Good. Been pretty even. And um, I've mostly just felt really uh, – I had help from my mom. We'd set that up. So my mom came for basically like six nights of the first two weeks. And it was so wonderful because she would come and she would, like, go to the grocery store and make food and unload my dishwasher. And oh, just, my God. I want your mom. She, my mom was, like, <laughs> the best. But she was so helpful. My mom it, does that, too. But she's in New York. So. <laughs> yeah. So you don't get to see her quite as much. Yeah. It really took the edge off. And if, when my mom wasn't there, we were eating, like, scrambled eggs and quesadillas because mm. you're just busy in a different way. Mm-hmm. And I know it sounds crazy, but six sets of hands. Like, even Ryan was off work. And... Is sometimes four hands like didn't feel like not enough, not enough. Which I mean, it, enough to survive, but not enough yeah. to drive. You yeah. Know? Oh, that's a good way to put it. But yeah, so it was. Um, yeah, postpartum's actually been better than expected, and I've mostly just felt really lucky. I mean, knock on wood, but my baby's been healthy, and he hasn't had colic, and breastfeeding has been okay, and my body's been producing milk, and I feel like I've healed really well, and have had support. And I don't know. So I feel really lucky. I remember you saying your mom had two interesting birth experiences. Oh, yeah. With us. I with think I you. About them. Yeah. Yeah. You talked about both of them. Um, one of them involved buying a television. But, yeah, um, <laughs> <my birth. laughs> but um, how does she feel about your oh. birth experience? I actually, it's funny that you say this. I think that for her in a way, and she hasn't said this, but my interpretation is that I think it's actually been fairly um, healing for her. I think she's so happy for me that I was able to have a birth experience that I wanted. And she knows that this isn't just something I've wanted. This is something I've 
spent a you know years and a lot of time looking into and so I think she was really happy that I had that and then two she was there um when so she came actually to her first pediatrician appointment Mm -hmm. which is totally different actually was not with a regular pediatrician either because it was Thanksgiving and um that's one thing and then versus like my midwives who come to my house and take care of you in this way that's like you know pay attention and listen and give you time and just really are so in touch I think that she just like loved she only met Davy, but she, I think she was just like so blown away. She met Davy twice for some of the postpartum visits. And I think she was like, oh my God, this model is amazing. These mm-hmm. people come to your house and they take care of you. And I think for her, um, it was something that maybe for her own births, and part of this is probably time, but I think more of this is time and place and her. Um, she probably hadn't thought very much about it and deferred to sort of what you're supposed to do and what other people do. And I think for her, it was really like wonderful to see this model and sort of was like, I don't know why more people don't do this. Do this. Yeah. And I think that if you would have asked her, you know, 12 years ago before I sort of started on this journey, what she'd think about it, she would have been like, no way. But um, I think she actually really like, I mean, she's been so helpful, but I think that, um, you know, we've, I've had different friends and she's had different friends who have children now that have had children and sometimes... I don't know. I think the the mod this model I think for so many people is a really I don't know. It's just so gentle and healing and yeah. I don't know. I mean, everybody's different. So yeah, right. For some people, this model is amazing, and for other, for people, other people, it's, it's just not. totally wrong. Yeah. Um, my last question for you. Yeah. If you looking back yeah. at the whole experience, is there anything you would have done differently? In terms of my birth, really, no. I think it was exact. It was. I feel really lucky because I think I knew what I needed. I feel like I was pretty in touch with what I thought I would need, and I think I was pretty accurate in terms of what I thought I'd want and ultimately what I felt like was serving me. And I feel like it was really lovely and, um, I mean, challenging and exhausting. You know, it was like five hours of pushing. It was tiring, but mm. I was um, really wonderful. And. There's not too much I would choose to do differently. I wish that I had – I think it would have been nice to have this spiritual moment at the end where you're like bring your baby up and there's euphoria and not everyone gets that. I think maybe most people don't get that. I'm not sure. But that would have been lovely. The only thing I would have actually – that I could have had control over changing and is I think it would have been nice if I would have been less busy during my pregnancy to enjoy – being pregnant and maybe being tapped in more to my pregnancy because yeah. I feel like it was something I kind of only did the last couple of weeks. Yeah. And, you know, not completely, but it got to really spend time thinking through that and, I don't know, having a little bit more of a spiritual relationship with the process. I think in the, if I could do it again, as much as control as you have, I would have tried to have that. Well, here's the thing. My kids are older now. Mm-hmm. There, um, and looking back, not at pregnancy and birth, but at just Being parent. parenthood, I feel the same way. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. you're just at the beginning of the journey. So at least at this moment, you can take that lesson from yourself and from me, <laughs> and um, and and take what you want out of the relationship that you have with him. Yeah, it's been, yeah, it's been a really, like, it's been, people are like, what has it been like? And I'm like, exhausting and magical. Like, it feels, it's been really wonderful. I sort of feel like in seven years from now, you're going to feel like it was 10 minutes. (laughs) I think It goes so fast. I can't believe it already. He's so much bigger in six weeks. Yeah. Um, All right. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you so much. Thanks for sharing you and your (laughs) your story and all the details of your story. Um, As I already said, I'm just super – I was always inspired by you. I always thought the interestingness of becoming a doula on your way to becoming a midwife and then becoming a corporate lawyer (laughs) and just kind of looking around you and realizing when you need to change right or change left, you know, is inspiring to me. And then it was just such a sheer honor and pleasure to to support you in your birth. I feel really lucky to be um, to have been invited. Um, so thanks a million. Uh, I'm going to check in. Are you thinking about having more kids? Um, I you know I think that it's one of those things that you play by ear. I would 
like to have another kid. I actually thought about one. I was in labor. I was like, so what am I doing next time? <laughs> <laughs> but now looking back, if I could, if I had the opportunity, I'd do it the same way. So you'll be there, right? Uh, well, I, I always knew I'd come out of retirement at some point. <laughs> Maybe you and I will both take a break from birth for a little bit. Yeah, and then we'll be ready to come back. <laughs> yeah. Maybe around Thanksgiving or next. Yeah, in a few so. years. Yeah. Thank you so much, though, for being at my birth. It really, I told you this, but I couldn't have asked for You were the exact perfect person. Exactly. You, you arrived at the right time. It, the end sort of towards, you know, the hardest part. And I feel like it was just, I really, really appreciated you being there. It made me feel so safe. And it, I really, really, I'm so grateful. Oh, I'm so glad. Actually, you know what? I was wondering this in my mind. I used a lot of essential oils. I can't smell them. You can't smell, no. but I know that. So I was yeah. just wondering if you had any idea that I was using them. Or I didn't. And I, I actually, I had a diffuser going and yeah. I chose to use, um, I, at some point, I guess, I don't know if it was still going, but I had was using essential oils because I just hoped that they would work, but I didn't know if you were using them. Yeah, but I was using a lot of them. It worked for the level, rest of us. It was, <laughs> well, calm <laughs> the people true. around you. That's so. true. Yeah, yeah, keep my dog calm. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Thanks again for being here at home. Thanks for listening. If you have a topic that you want to hear about, send us your suggestions to info at informedpregnancy.com. And then visit us online for lots more pregnancy and parenting information at informedpregnancy.com. Give me the news, I got a hold.